Colorado Springs. Nearly 500,000 people. Olympic City, USA. Garden of the Gods. Pikes Peak. It's a growing city. Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do? How does it impact my life? This is where you find out. Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government. Six million people, six million. A TikTok video about a Colorado Springs restroom has gained a lot of attention and millions of viewers. The popular potty is in Bancroft Park, and today we'll tell you why it's getting attention and delve into just how our parks department funds improvements like this. Hi everyone, I'm Jen Schrader. And I'm Ted Scroback. It's not every day we get to talk about high-tech bathrooms. We have Britt Haley from the Parks, Recreation, and Cultural Services Department as our guest. Britt, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this uh, very interesting topic today. <laughs> thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'd never guess that in my job that I would get to do this. Well, right. well uh, I, I know you're talking about the podcast, so welcome to... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm sure you're talking about discussing bathrooms, which we'll get to here in, in a moment, but I want you to start off by telling us what your role in the Parks Department is. Well, sure. And I honestly think I have the very best job in all of the city of Colorado Springs. It's, I get to work in the Parks Design and Development Division and run that division, which means every capital construction project that makes new trails, that make people super happy, or when you renovate a park or build a new park, we do all of that work from the landscape architects all the way up to the construction project managers. And then on top of that, I also get to be the TOPS program manager, which is the trails, open space, and parks sales tax, which provides open space, trails, and parks for the citizens of Colorado Springs. So never a dull moment. No. Never, right? ever. Yes, that's for sure. So let's get to the fancy restroom, but we are going to talk more about what your job entails overall, and this sort of leads us to it. So what makes this bathroom so unique? It's the first time that we've tried out a high-tech bathroom that really solves some of our key problems. Every time we do a park master plan process where we go out and ask the public, what do you want in the space, we always hear that they want clean, nice bathrooms. But we don't have all of the staff to do the maintenance and operations to make sure that they're continuously clean. So when we found a high-tech solution that cleans after a certain number of uses automatically, we we thought this might be the answer to all of our interest on the citizen side, but our capacity on our side. So we're trying it out for the first time in Bancroft Park, and it's really the first one in the whole state of Colorado. So it's, it's really an interesting opportunity. Oh my gosh, and it cleans itself. So yes. we all need that bathroom. Well, and talk about the specific tech that's in there, because I'm a tech nerd. So, uh, a so what's going on in this bathroom? Right? It's a mister. Oh, you're going to love this bathroom if <laughs> yeah. you're a tech nerd. <laughs> Run up your alley, Ted. Well, and I'm also trying to figure out how to make my wife not tell me to clean the bathroom anymore. So if there's some, some tech that I can uh, incorporate into my own house, She's please like, let no, me know. No, <laughs> Well, uh, first of all, it's... Uh, it's a unit that does a lot of self-monitoring, and so it actually sends us data about all of the uses and all of the things that happen in that restroom, and we can actually set the doors to open at a certain amount of time. So we're gathering data about how long it really takes to do what you need to do when you go in there. And we originally started out with a 10-minute time period and realized that nobody needed that long. And so now it's reduced to seven minutes, so you'll go in. the the door will open and it kind of looks like 
a spaceport or maybe an elevator, go in, the door shuts, and then a voice tells you on a recording how much time that you have and that it will give you a warning and then the door will open so you can't stay in there forever. <laughs> and that's like a, a and teenage that, girl. And that's sort right? of a joke, but it's also a safety precaution, it's right? It's absolutely so positively, because we thought to ourselves, well, what if the um, police are pursuing a suspect and they run in there and shut the door? Yeah. Well, you can open it. <laughs> so sorry, suspect. <laughs> right. <laughs> but when you're in there, uh, you have the all of the features are uh, really it's like a self-dispensing toilet paper it gives you a certain amount you wash your hands under just by waving your hands under the water and then it blow dries and it also records the uses for the toilet and the uses for the toilet paper and the uses for the hand washing and i will tell all of you that there's a certain segment of society that is not doing all of those things <laughs> Particularly the hand washing. Right now even? So oh my just goodness. realize if you're using this restroom, go ahead and do all of those things because you don't want to be the person that's recorded as the one is not. That's right. That's but right. all those things save money. They all right? save money. They are environmentally friendly because you're not overusing certain items like the toilet paper. And during COVID, we know how precious toilet paper was. So it's very good in that regard. But it also sends alerts to our maintenance folks on, their, on an app which will say disinfectant's getting low or toilet paper needs to be replaced or you know, something. It also has security cameras, so it's watching on the outside to make sure that no vandalism occurs. And importantly, for park hours, it opens at a certain time, pre-programmed, and it closes at a certain time. So you don't have all of the same problems that we had with other restrooms that weren't high-tech. All of these alerts, it's just amazing what you can learn. And talk about the outside of the restroom as well. I know the inside is really exciting because it's high tech, but we go back in time a little bit in the outside. Which I think is fascinating in this location because we have one of our historic parks and we also have the, a wrap is what they call it. And it's photographs from the early history of Colo old Colorado City, which was our state capital for a period of time. And so we really did honor the past with the wrap and then the interior and the functionality is very high tech. So it's a nice uh, composite of those two things. Right, and while you're waiting for your friend to come out of the bathroom, you can learn a thing or two. You have seven yes. minutes to read everything on the <laughs> side of the... <laughs> it's <laughs> a multi-purpose bathroom. Yeah. And we'll get to some of the um, uh, other Bancroft improvements here soon because as much as we love talking about uh, the TikTok video and uh, and the spaceship of a bathroom that we have going on, um, I do want to jump into what's been happening over the past few years with Bancroft. But first... I know there's been a lot of media coverage out there of the overall price tag. We were talking about some of the money savings. So talk about how this is funded. And the cost, and the cost. Yeah. Sure. So at first you would think uh, a restroom like this must cost a lot of money, and it does. It was $300,000 for the unit with all of the aspects that go along with it. But when you think about the long-term maintenance and the cost saved and the capacity to keep it clean, and we have it programmed right now every 30 uses, then the doors close on one of the units and all of these nozzles come out, they spray it down, they disinfect it, and then it dries, and then it's available for use again. And there is just really no other public bathroom that's that clean, I will bet you, uh, anywhere. 
So, you know, $300,000 is a lot of money, but when you look at the cost at other parks, like John Venetia Park, that was a $400,000 bathroom unit. When we upgraded and renovated the parks at Patty Jewett um, Golf Course, it was also in that range of $300,000. So the fact is, when you're providing public infrastructure, it does cost more, but it's totally worth it because if you're a mom with little kids and you need to get to a restroom quick, it is well worth Yes, well, especially in old Colorado City, it's probably one of the highest used bathrooms or just overall parks facilities, I would imagine, in the city. Um, talk about the funding sources for uh, for the park in general um, and, and talk about some of the other improvements that have happened over these past couple of years there. So Bancroft Park is really a center point for a community gathering space. And you think about the huge farmer's market and the special events that happen there. And there are an awful lot of people in one place. And what we heard from the business community in particular is that they really, really needed there to be a good, safe, clean restroom in that park. And we agreed with that. So... Unfortunately, the way that this all started was through an accidental fire at the band shell of the park, and we got insurance proceeds to fix the band shell, but then the rest of the park also needed some attention, and the way it was set up, it was hard to have any kind of sight line through the park, and it really just needed some additional attention. So we started a park master plan process for improvements. But what we didn't have in place was any dedicated funding other than the insurance outlay, and that simply fixed up the band shell. So the city got together, and we just looked at all the different sources of f funding that could be possible and put together essentially a laundry list of funding that included our Trails, Open Space, and Parks program because parks is one of the categories, and that was almost $300,000 there. We have a lot of um, tourists and visitors that come to this particular park because of its historic nature and because old Colorado City is so cute and it's so fun to go there and, and shop and, and, and experience that. So the lodgers and automobile rental tax also is a source of funding. For new elements, parkland dedication funds, which come from developer fees, also came into play and those provided the bathroom actually. And then we also had some help from our office, uh, our Americans with Disabilities Acts Improvements Office, and they had funding to make it more accessible. And you'll notice a lot of so much better accessibility at this park after all those improvements. And then we also had lottery funds through the Conservation Trust Fund. So just putting all of those together so that we could come up with the improvements that we have now implemented all of those resources came together to produce and, that. And this is the point I want to make for people that I, I don't think they're aware, at least I certainly wasn't aware um, before coming to the city, is that that's kind of how it goes on every project you do. You're piecing things together the best you can. You're getting funding from different sources, and that's sort of a, something you're charged with at the Parks Department of trying to make it work with the funds that you have earmarked for specific specific projects. And not only that, but we get to have such a partnership yes. with so many different divisions of our city and across the state, and everyone chips in. There's so no way you could do it without any of them. We couldn't. Right. There's no way. Right. Well, and luckily you live somewhere where I think uh, everyone loves their parks. So this is something where it's probably not too difficult to be able to go and find these other uh, funding sources um, throughout 
the city or even I'm sure some of the friends programs and, and uh, other volunteers step up in, in cases like this. Um, going back to Bancroft in, in general and, of course, specifically the bathroom, uh, where would you put this on your list of, of projects throughout your career that you're proud of? <laughs> craziest, most unique. Let me just tell you that we actually got contacted by a national organization that encouraged us to submit this restroom for America's Most Beautiful Restroom Contest. Whoa! So if we do win, it may be way up there, like top three. Oh, it has to be. Well, and add that to the... uh, You got to put that on your wall. Yeah, and the great <laughs> awards that the city has gotten themselves ourselves as uh, one of the best places to live, right under best place to live would be best bathroom in the nation. Apparently, you should try it out for yourself and see if you agree. Well, I'm very yeah. excited to do that. Um, and also, apparently, I'm I'm getting old because I don't have TikTok, so I need to get on TikTok and watch this video TikTok. that everybody's watching. Yeah, but, so uh, talk really quick, Brett. This brings us also to another um good topic, which is how, and I think a lot of people wonder this because they want their favorite park or their neighborhood park. How are projects prioritized? Can you talk briefly about that? We'd love to do the, I know you'd love to do them all at once and that's not possible. So how do, how do you? Yeah, I guess that is the trouble is that we want every citizen in our city to have a great park. And so what we look at is parks that need the most attention. And so through the top sales tax, we prioritize playground renovations. Because when you think about one of the most important things you can do, it's provide a safe playground. So a lot of those playgrounds have been taken care of through the TOPS tax and their park components as well. Bancroft was a little different because of the fire, generating interest in doing more. And so we really put ourselves into seeing how much we could do there. Mm -hmm. But we really form a list of parks that need attention and need to be built and need to be renovated. And then we just find the funds that are most applicable and really try to make projects out of each of those. And I should mention, you always involve the public in those master plan processes. I mean, if people want to be involved, they certainly can be. It's pretty easy. Oh, and it's wonderful. And, you know, we found during COVID that there are different ways to reach out to the public, and we get a lot of response. So just an example is we are working on our three historic downtown parks right now. And when we first started that process, we were doing all kinds of outreach events in the park, at the What If Festival, doing one-on-one surveys with people. And now we've gone to the digital world, and we're doing online surveys and videos and we're getting a lot of feedback from different people now so we're I think we're just amplifying our outreach and I wouldn't have guessed that that modification would cause us to adapt and get even better feedback. I think we're starting to see uh, if somebody can can do something from home instead of going down to one of our public meetings while I know a lot of people in the public do love getting face-to-face with us. I think there is that other section, too, that uh, really wants to just send in their feedback from afar and say, here you go, and, uh, you know, didn't have the time that night to come down. But I also want to talk about, um, you hit on COVID. Discuss how important parks are to the city and, uh, and how we should really appreciate the city that we live in to have the ability to go out socially distance and enjoy some of these spaces. How important are, are the park spaces during this COVID time? And they've been open the whole time, which yes. has been wonderful. They have been open the whole time. And it goes back to the founding of our city where our city founder, 
realized that parks were going to be the heart of our city, and they certainly have become that. But now more than ever, when you have to stay at home, when your kids are online learning in your house and you need to get that break, the parks and the trail system and open space has allowed families to have that in a very responsibly social distanced way. And we hear a lot of feedback that that has kept people sane and healthy and so much happier than they otherwise would have been. So when I think about communities that don't have these resources like we do, because they're landlocked without the open space and without the parks, I feel really grateful that our city has what it has and that people are enjoying all of those aspects of our system. That's for sure. Yeah, the parks have definitely kept my sanity through uh, through working from home and, and all of this going on. So. I think that's so true. This is my perfect opportunity, I think, to plug parks <laughs> in terms of if you would like to get more involved or just learn some more information. Maybe you're new to town and want to learn more about um, the parks, trails, and open spaces that are available to you. Um, ColoradoSprings.gov slash parks is a great place to start, and you can kind of peruse and find out more. Um, and then I really encourage you to follow parks on Facebook and Instagram. It's a great way to just get updates and, um, you know, fun facts and to learn things that you might not know. Maybe you'll find a spray ground that you've never been to, or you'll learn more about the Pioneers Museum. I mean, there's so much that falls under our parks department umbrella that people don't realize. So that's, that's a good way to, or a Facebook live with us right now. So you might find that on, uh, on Facebook live. More importantly, this podcast. Yes, exactly. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, Britt, we really appreciate you coming on and, and joining us. Is there, uh, is there any other words of wisdom you'd like to share about, about the bathrooms uh, <laughs> before you take off? Do you hope other cities look at us as the, uh, as the benchmark for park bathrooms going Bathroom forward? Bathroom leader. Oh. With our restrooms that we already have, yeah. I'm sure they already do. Well, yeah, even before that, you guys actually <laughs> took the bar and somehow raised. managed to raise but it. But on a serious note, I'd really like for this restroom to play out so that we can really show that it's exactly what we had anticipated it would be, and perhaps we can have some more. And that would really be a great thing for our city. Well, great. Maybe I'll check it out on the, on the way home. Any parting words from you, Jen? <laughs> on a bathroom? No. Oh, no, I just meant in general. So uh, No, thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for another great edition of Behind the Springs. Uh, We can't wait to get back onto uh, our normal schedule. Yeah, hopefully every every, uh, two weeks on Tuesdays. So uh, appreciate you all listening. Please rate, like, subscribe, and then follow those parks, Facebook, Instagram, all the social media pages that you can. Thanks for listening.